afternoon. We've blown through two hours already going into hour number three of the Bill Michaels Show. Good to have you. Good weekend. Sit back, relax a little, watch some college hoops, watch some pro football. Bucks basketball. Bucks got beat by Houston. Oof. Oh, my goodness. But uh, time now to talk a little uh, Wisconsin hoops, uh, some Wisconsin football. Bring in Zach Heilprin, sports director, WOZN, out in Madison, joining us on the hotline. Zach, how you doing? Fantastic. Um, let's start with uh, Longo and the hire at the offensive coordinator position. I want to go over to football first before we talk some basketball and the craziness of Fran McCaffrey. But give me your thoughts on on, on this this style of offense that they're hoping to play now in Wisconsin. I love the hire. It's it... Here's the thing with everything Wisconsin has done in this situation outside of losing Jim Leonard, I've actually been a huge fan of it. Um, they have tried to run the Paul Chris or Paul Chris style of offense um, just hasn't been working for the last three years. And some of that maybe is talent, but otherwise it's also teams not, not being scared of it. And I think this offense can scare some people. And um, with Phil Longo leading it, the way that the, the talent that uh, he had at North Carolina is, is obviously plays a huge part in it, but I think the de- I think the offense just challenges defenses a lot more than what Wisconsin's offense did, and they needed a change. They couldn't keep on ramming their head against a, a brick wall and expecting it to break through, and um, that's why I think this is a good choice. It's not like it's going to be a complete change. They're still going to have a power running game, but they're going to have a little bit more, I think, diversity to it, and especially uh, formationally or you know by formation, it's going to look a little bit different. The question is, do they have the personnel to run it? Well, that's the biggest question. I mean, it's, uh, to me, it all comes down to the quarterback um, and, and, right. and and the wide receivers, too. Um, North Carolina recruited at a very high level out there. I don't think Wisconsin's ever going to have trouble having talent in the backfield at, at running back, so um, they're going to be fine there. I still think they're going to be able to recruit offensive linemen. Um, it's going to be about talent at wide receiver, and then can they find their quarterback? And right now, uh, Miles Burkett and Cole LaCrue are the only guys that they have at quarterback next year. So they obviously have to hit the portal hard. One of the guys that they were going after is already committed to Arkansas. The guy from North Carolina, Jacoby Criswell, um, was going to take a visit to Wisconsin. Apparently that's not going to happen, and he's going to go to Arkansas. So they're still in the market for a transfer quarterback and one that can lead this offense. Luckily for them, there's a ton of them. There's a ton of guys out right, there that right. that, uh, that have starting experience and, and could potentially be interested in running this type of offense. Um, now the guys they have, I, when you start to talk about the offensive line, first and foremost, it all starts up front. And this has been a break from what we've been used to because the last couple of years, it has not been stellar offensive line play. And correct me if I'm wrong. I think everybody on that offensive line is either a red shirt, sophomore, or red shirt, freshman, correct? On the offensive line? Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I apologize. I missed the first part of the question in terms of guys I, that are I, coming back. Well, in, in terms of guys that are coming back, I think everybody's either a redshirt sophomore or a redshirt freshman is what I read. Yeah. And they don't have a ton of, ton of experience. Uh, they do have some size, but this has been a break from that traditional offensive line of Wisconsin. that just is a fortress for yeah. lack of a better term. Right. And that's, but that's the thing. I think this offense is going to help them uh, because we talked to Tanner Bordellini on, on Kenny and Heilprin a couple weeks back and, we were asking about, you know, all the stacked boxes they face. They're not going to be able to stack the box nearly as much. And so when there's less bodies in there, it helps the offensive line, I think, um, have a better opportunity to, to take um, care of their guy and not be overloaded. It felt like there was always just an extra guy down there, and it was very difficult for the offensive line to, to get uh, what they needed to do. And so I think that plays a part of it. But also uh, in terms of the experience, they're getting Jack Nelson back. They're getting Tanner Bordellini back. 
John, Michael Fertney just announced he's taking his name out of the portal. He was a senior. They got two other guys that have starting experience in Riley Mallman and, and Trey Wedig coming back. Obviously, they lose Joe Tippman. But I think they're a, an offensive line that got a ton of experience this year, and you're going to have guys that have start, started multiple years on the line next year. Um, so I, th- I think that experience is coming around. Usually you don't want to have them play in Bill until they're – they're in their third year in the program, whether it's redshirt sophomores or juniors, but they've had to force these guys in a little bit earlier because uh, some of the others haven't worked out. You, uh, well, I know we talk about quarterback play and trying to find somebody with experience. At what point, if if you're Luke Fickle, do you play Miles Burkett? Um, I like Miles. I think uh, I think Miles has a lot of great characteristics. Um, I I haven't seen enough of him to make it a judgment as to whether he can be the starting quarterback here in the future. But I would be um, – I wouldn't feel great about their quarterback situation if Miles is starting quarterback at the beginning of next year. Um, so that that's just that's just how I feel because I haven't seen enough Miles. And we saw what he did in mm-hmm. high school. He was a great high school quarterback. We saw a little bit of him uh, against New Mexico State with some of the passes he was able to throw. But I, I think you need experience there. I think you definitely need experience there and a guy who's done it at a high level um, – more so than a, a redshirt freshman walking in and, and starting his first game, unless he's like the the greatest recruit ever, and, or or he just shows up and practices and, and is delivering, then you know then I'd feel comfortable about it. But at this point, I don't think that's uh, who you'd want as your starting quarterback right now. At this moment, before bowl practice, before spring practice, before fall camp, when he could ten- he could potentially make a huge jump. I just think the last that we saw of him probably wouldn't he would not be my guy. Uh, defensively speaking, real quick, um, you know, so as far as the guys that are actually coming back, uh, the defense was solid. They weren't one of, uh, you know, obviously Jim Leonard's best, but they were solid, but they did give up. Then again, they were put in some precarious positions throughout the season as well. But give me your overall thoughts on the defense and what's coming back. Obviously, losing Nick Herbig and Keanu Benton is huge. I don't, I, Herbig is the bigger name. Herbig put up the bigger stats. I think Keanu Benton's the bigger loss. Uh, when he was on the field, he was an absolute force in the backfield. They That's where they have to re- – finding a replacement for him is huge. Kurt Neal, a young guy, I think is going to be given an opportunity. But uh, an outside linebacker, it didn't necessarily pan out this year. Um, but I think they have some talent uh, behind Nick Herbig, whether it's Caden Johnson or TJ Bowlers or Daryl Peterson. They get CJ Getz uh, likely back for a six-year. So they're going to be fine there. The secondary is the, bigger, is the bigger question. It's fine at safety. Corner, what do they do there? They brought in a whole bunch of transfers last year. Um, and they, I thought they played well, didn't play great, played well. They may have to go that route again. Um, they get Alexander Smith back, but they may need to go that route again to, to help that, uh, that corner room. Uh, flipping over to, uh, to college basketball and the Badgers, uh, nice win. Uh, they they t- kind of you know took it by Iowa. I thought they had a commanding lead, and then all of a sudden <laughs> they got frittered away. Next thing you know, Fran McCaffrey's losing his damn mind, and the Badgers <laughs> end up winning the basketball game. But a win's a win. You take it. You're playing on the road. It's obviously a rival. It's a West rival, the whole deal, whatever. Uh, but when you look at Iowa and that game, Fran McCaffrey's a, to me, I just, you're always waiting for the guy to explode, and his team acts like him. And I think they lose a lot just because they are waiting for somebody to explode, and it's always the referee's fault. Not a fan of Fran McCaffrey. Um, there you go. Not a fan. Not a fan. However, I've always been asked, because I'm not also a big fan of P.J. Flex, so I've always been asked, like, which coach do you not like more? And I say P.J. Fleck, because P.J. Fleck, in my mind, is fake. I don't, I, you know, he's, there's, there's a lot of fakeness to him. Fran McCaffrey is who he is. He's a, 
Not a great guy on the court in terms of the way that he acts, but he that's who he is. He doesn't hide who he is. That's just who he is. Um, so I don't know. At some point, Bill, doesn't somebody like above him have to be like, you're not helping things here, bud. You need right? to, you, you need to, you, you gave away a point in a game that you, that went to overtime. You think that point mattered? So at some point you would think somebody up higher would be like, Hey bud, you need to, you need to, to calm it down or his own players need to be like, Hey coach. We appreciate you fighting for us. But can you not do that kind of stuff? Because it hurts us. So I, I, that's kind of where I'm at with, with, uh, with Fran McCaffrey. The win itself, a great win for Wisconsin. Even though they, <laughs> even though they did what they did at the end of, uh, end of regulation, they fought back mm-hmm. in overtime and got the win. The uh, I, I kind of referenced uh, going back to Brian Kelly, his first year at Notre Dame, when the, uh, the priests called him into the office, uh, the president and the, and the group counsel, so to speak, and said, hey, dude, you're acting like an idiot and you're dropping F-bombs everywhere. We don't do that here. Knock it off. And, and they put him like on a probation and said, if you continue to do it, you're out. And did it, did it to stop? me, I, the, it well, the F-bombs did okay. because he made sure that he was covering his mouth. Oh, okay. there you go. Because on NBC, you didn't see a lot of that. A lot of Paul he Christ. Still... A lot of Paul Christ. My, the, yes. the, the, uh, the, the yeah. turnover chain. My, yeah. Right. Yes, exactly. Uh, but that, it, it did kind of, I think it was in the back of his mind. Uh, I really do because, uh, well, then, you know, who knows? Because then the Southern draw showed up and nobody yeah. knows what the hell happened to him after that. <laughs> ben Kenny favorite. That being said, right, exactly. But let's, let's I want to talk about the team itself because when you look at, at the way they've started off, their only losses are to Wake Forest and Kansas. Kansas, number three in the country, and they went toe-to-toe with them for the most part. Beat them. Uh, losing by mind. only a point, you know. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, was out of we, never, we never expected this. No. Um, and, 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 you know, I, I sit here and I look at, at, at Greg Gard and I look at the pre-problems and the post-problems. Pre-problem, it seemed like there was some bad apples that were in there that might have stirred some things up and suddenly things get divided, your locker room's divided, the coaching staff is a little iffy, and then the bad apples are gone and everything comes back again because he was a really good coach taking over for Bo. He was a top-four guy. And then all of a sudden things go a little bit bad. And now you look at it with more his guys, more everybody's on the same page, and you look at what you get. Is it that simple? I just think these last two seasons have been remarkable in their ability to, to win close games. They had 20 games last year, Bill, in the regular season decided by, a, uh, by uh, single digits. They went 18-2 and two in those games. Um, it's, it's such a fine margin. This year they're 5-2 and two in those type of games. Um, so while it is... Uh, you know, it is players and getting right guys and all that stuff. And it, it definitely was. We saw how it wasn't working down the stretch um, in that 2021 season. Um, is that what I'm trying to? Yeah. Down the stretch in the 2020, right. 2021 season, you had all those guys coming back that had won the Big Ten title the year before. And, it, it, you know, it kind of fell apart. And there were there was division there. But you also had an assistant coach. Yes. And recording phone. You know, yes. all that yep. stuff. It yeah, seemed yeah. like there was a lot of internal strife. Right. Yes. I, I completely agree. No, they... There was. And then, you know, even towards uh, last year, there were there were kind of people like uh, not I shouldn't say last year, um, beginning of last year, like what's going to happen here? This is a huge season right. for him. And then, you know, Johnny Davis is does Johnny Davis stuff. They go out and win the Big Ten again for a second time in three years. And everyone's like, all right, well, great guards, pretty good coach. But hey, they're going to finish ninth this year. They lost Johnny, they lost Brad. And look what he's done. They're ten. They're mm-hmm. eight and two, four points away from being undefeated. 
it's uh, it's probably time to start giving Greg Gard some credit for for what he's been able to do at Wisconsin, especially these last three or four years under, with his they, own guys. They got Lehigh, then Grambling coming up, Western Michigan before you get back into Big Ten play. Obviously, the game you circle is the Illinois game. That's on the docket a couple weeks after that. You got Indiana back on the docket. But the Big Ten, you've got Maryland, top 25, Illinois, Ohio State. Uh, and I, you know, you, you start to go through this. Indiana, who I had mentioned, you know, Big Ten's pretty solid again this year. It is. I was thinking about how many teams might make it to the tournament. I, I don't know if they're going to approach double digits. It, they might. They might. We'll see how the rest of the year plays out. But it's going to be in that 8-9 range. And I think, Bill, it just gives you a ton of opportunities if you're Wisconsin to build and prove who you are as a team. They've, they've done that these first two weeks, uh, taking down a Maryland team that was unbeaten, even though it was at home and Wisconsin was actually favored in that game. But that's a big win. And then you go to Iowa, a play hadn't won since 2018, and take down an Iowa team that uh, was missing Chris Murray, but is still a really good team and just waxed Iowa State, who was ranked at the time. So... You've, you've gotten those two wins, and there's a whole lot more opportunities to build your resume further on. It's, it's a really good conference, and I don't think you're going to be um, hit hard or you know knocked down a peg if you lose a game here or there against uh, these kind of conference opponents that maybe in other years you would. Uh, real quick before I let you go, so at what point do we start hearing, wh- what point would you expect a quarterback to be coming out of the transfer portal into Wisconsin? I think Luke Fickle would like it to happen last week, but... Um, you know, I, I uh, I'd probably say before the first of the year. So maybe okay, in the next. That's kind of what I was thinking. Next two weeks, because um, I think the big guys are going to be off the board sooner than later, right? And I think Wisconsin needs, quote unquote, a big guy. And I don't know the name. Uh, I've I've kind of done this with, with Ben. I'm like. You just tell me the guys coming, and then I'll start looking into them a little bit, as opposed to just listing all these guys they could get and, and doing research on all of it. It's kind of like the right. NFL draft. Does it matter? The NFL draft, you do all that research, and then your team takes seven guys, and maybe you didn't know any of them that they ended up taking. So I'm in, the, I'm in that mode. I don't know about Ben. Ben's just been doing all these guys. Yeah, I'll be sure to tell the people <laughs> who do that to stop. Yeah. <laughs> the, well, it's let insane. me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Is there – I'm going to be more broad, broad sweeping here. If you're a quarterback in the system and you're looking at coaches and programs to go to, what would be the deterrent now looking at Wisconsin not to come to Wisconsin? You've got obviously a defensive-minded coach that's pretty good who's brought in an offensive-minded coordinator, and they're looking to raise the profile of a big-time program – what deterrent would there be not to come to Wisconsin? I think there's a few, and it depends on how you look at it, right? Um, I think weather would be a big factor for some because the offense, while it has worked in bad weather, Washington State being one of them, uh, I went and looked. Apparently the weather in Pullman and Madison, very similar in the month of November outside of the wind. And then potentially potentially outside weaponry, uh, does Wisconsin have good enough on is, is Wisconsin good enough on the outside? I think they are. Some would disagree. And then it's money. And what kind of money uh, a quarterback at a high level is going to get? Is Wisconsin willing to step up and pay it? Um, the collective, not Wisconsin, but the collective and, and the donors and that type of stuff. Are they willing to step up and make it worthwhile? And I think, and this is just, we haven't seen it yet, though I think Braylon Allen, it'll prove the case with Braylon Allen. I think they are. I think they are willing to step up and, and uh, match some of the money that's coming in from elsewhere. And 
We'll see. They, they have to be, Bill. The way that they spent it on the coaching staff, the way that they're going to be spending in facilities, they can't just all of a sudden not spend money on players at the same while everybody else is doing it. So I, mm-hmm. I'm cautiously optimistic for Badgers fans that it's, it's going to be that way. Good stuff as always, Zach. Appreciate it, pal. All right. Thanks, Bill. Thanks, pal. Talk to you soon. There you go. Zach Heilprin, uh, sports director at WOZN out in Madison. Ben Kenny chiming in as well. And uh, good to have him on this portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at New Mail Medical, treating guys with ED all over the state, low T treatments. If you're looking for an all-in-one weight loss program, especially this time of year, God knows uh, this past Saturday it was cookies, it was bunt cakes, those nothing bunt cakes. Uh, oh, my God, they had peanut butter bars and they had jello shots and they, I mean, it was a sugary feast. And if you go through all this stuff and then you get to the new year and you're like, wow, I put on the extra five to seven pounds of holiday weight and I want to take it off, begin doing it now. Set yourself up on the program. Call them, 414-455-4451. That's 414-455-4451. That's the New Mel Medical Center, 414-455-4451. Ready! This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. The Connecticut water softening system, the best water softening system that I've ever had, and and really the only one I've ever had for the last 21 years, 20 years, uh, fantastic. Uh, just flat out fantastic. Go to H2, the letter O, H2Odoctors.com. That's H2Odoctors.com. And uh, let them put the Connecticut water softening system in your home, whether you're going to buy it, whether you're going to rent it. Uh, they have different levels. Whatever it happens to be, 262-549-7733. Call John. 262-549-7733. That's 262-549-7733. That's the water doctors. Give them a buzz because uh, it is, it, by far, it's worth it. By far. Uh, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Uh, the Mississippi State head coach, Mike Leach. Uh, he remains in critical condition at the University of Mississippi Medical Center in Jackson. His family with him and appreciate the overwhelming expressions of love and support for the coach, but also request that their family privacy be respected. Uh, that is the extent of the information they have available regarding the condition. Uh, apparently, Mike Leach was Ben was was somebody kicked the hell out of him or what? No, no, he had a heart attack. Oh, he had a heart a, attack. A very I, significant one. Oh, okay, because I saw this. Oh, okay, I see what it is. There's two different stories here. And then there's the Texas men's basketball coach, Chris Beard, got arrested last night for assault as well. Yes. Okay, I see. There's a, There was two headlines across, and I thought, oh, my God, do these two guys get into a fight and one of them kick the hell out of the other? But no, I see what you're saying now. So and- Leach had the heart attack, and then uh, the men's basketball coach, Chris Beard, because um, I thought that would, 
Yeah, I misread that. I'm sorry. And then uh, he ended up getting in a fight last night, an assault last night, we'll say. Um, I It might have happened previously, but he was arrested last night. I'm trying to find the specifics on it, but he is currently incarcerated, and they play a basketball game tonight. Mm-hmm. So that's a... Yeah, we, so he's still in jail. Yes. Currently incarcerated. Yeah, As of still in jail. an hour ago when I was reading about it. Gotcha. Hmm. Uh, well, there you go. And both of them very much a shame. Two different ways, but both of, both of them very much a shame. 877-867-1670. Uh, uh, this one's from Chris who says, Hey, Unit, did you see the uh, the Browns fan continually swaying back and forth? And I, You know what? I know what you're talking about. I think if, you, if that's a video... Of the Browns fan with the, kind of the, uh, the the mullet, the shaved sides of the head, and the people in the stadium all around him are laughing, and he's he can barely stand up. Yes, I did see that. I, if I find that video, I'll post it. If you haven't seen it already, if you haven't seen it, it it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I mean you hate to you know make make fun of that guy, but there yeah, there it is. Thank you very much. Yeah, I'll share it over on the the page, on the fan page. If you haven't seen it over on Facebook, I'll post it for you. 877-867-1670. Our buddy uh, Mike in Whitewater is back. Mike, how you doing? Good well, Billy. Glad to hear What's that you went well. Oh, it did. Um, it went pretty well. I was enjoy- We enjoyed it. I was down with, uh, saw your buddy Gino. Had some pizza oh, okay. Saturday awesome. night. So told, told him I said that you are doing a fine job advertising. <laughs> okay. <laughs> My... My question is, I got two questions, one that you can answer. McCaffrey's an idiot. His kid is just as an idiot, idiot on the floor like him. That, that apple doesn't fall far from the tree, that's for sure. You know, that hold and grab, which was not, should have been a foul on him, bumping underneath a basket, and then he claims a, you know, catch. Mm-hmm. And why in the world... Especially, you know, you hear about the officials nowadays. I guess Matt LePay said they, the Big Ten's got an official retired 38 years doing the officiating as the uh, head of the officials for the Big Ten. I, I, I don't know, but you got that little Brutus zebra out there that wants to be the whole show. Why didn't they give McCaffrey a second technical and run him? They got no balls. He's out by center court like a right. fish. You know? Why didn't yep. they run him? I don't know. I, I, I wish they – you know, if they would have run him, uh, chances are maybe then he stops. Chances are then maybe he at least curtails some of his uh, his douchery. Don't know. He, he I, I certainly would have run him. Oh, yeah, me too, and I was officiating. But what I'm saying is that, you know, they let it go on, and it continued for the rest of the game, him pouncing mm-hmm. around. What yep. happened to the coaches in the coaches box? No idea. No idea. I, I, I completely understand it. I, I don't know why they allowed him. I guess because they're trying to be courteous and not run him, you know, out of the game right away. But I no idea why they didn't run him. They they should have they should have booted him and said enough and then maybe, just maybe, the uh, the institution calls him under the office today and said, Hey, dude, knock it off. You're making us look bad. Said both his kids. The one kid isn't as bad. Is he a freshman or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, he's not freshman as bad sophomore, yeah. as it, the Connor. Is he a junior or something? He's he an was older the guy one, yeah. going nuts with his left-handed shots and bullying everybody out there, and then whining to the officials. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree with that guy. Hey, we got to make free throws if we're going to do something. 
<laughs> that I will agree with. Yep. I, well, I, I look at it this way, though. I mean, I and we were talking about it earlier. For what Wisconsin's done, only a couple of losses on the season, I, I've been more than impressed with the way they fought in close situations. Well, I think they, you're right. They come up. They're not only lucky, but they're gritty because they come up with the plays at the right times, and it's at the mm-hmm. end of the game. Right. Yep, I would agree well, with that too, man. Good talking to you. I might see you Wednesday. Appreciate it, bud. Talk to you soon. There you go. That's our guy, Mike. Down there in uh, in Whitewater. Always good to get him on. Maybe McCaffrey good. wanted to watch Chargers Dolphins. Game was Maybe going late. Maybe wanted to pay attention that way. Yeah. I can see that. It was a rock fight. Sure. That one really wanted to be there. <laughs> also, he says the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. There have been like seven of them. Yeah, and uh, they're, they're, they make a really bad pie. Fair way to put it? <laughs> they make a really yeah. bad pie. Oh, I love I Iowa athletics. I, I just can't get enough. Uh, it seems like it used to be Iowa athletics used to be this this dominating force, uh, and they were, and they were a good battle, and they were always staunch. And now they're just, I don't know, pesky sobs, and not in a good way, you know, not in a good way. It's just uh, I don't know. It may put it this way: Iowa is very easy to root against. I'll oh, yes. say that. Well, Very easy to they have against. the same family problem on their football team with the coach's exactly. son being the worst offensive coordinator in football history. Exactly. Couldn't agree more. Uh, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back and uh, pick up where we left off. Stay tuned. Stick around. we got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show. Our friends at Curly's Waterfront Pub and Grill. More meat raffles, more tickets. They do uh, some karaoke. They also have some trivia coming up there as well. Out on Pewaukee Lake, if you're looking for a fun time, looking for a good night, good weekend, maybe you just want to go out and hang out a little bit, talk a little bit, enjoy yourself, get a good drink, watch some sports, great place to go. That is our good friends over there at Curly's Waterfront Pub and Grill. When we come back, we got some stock up and stock down. What's going on throughout the rest of the NFL? Stay tuned. Coming up right after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. time of year do a little grilling and to throw on some of the burn pit barbecue sauce on whatever it is and uh, whether it's even burgers ribs roasts you name it and i uh, love that stuff and even the hot sauce uh they have and then the rubs which are just you know the pork chop stuff is fantastic get a hold of our friends at burn pit bbq go to burn pit bbq.com again burn pit bbq.com and uh and they, first of all they're veteran owned only been in business about two and a half years now here in the state of Wisconsin, based in Racine, Wisconsin. But if you've got a barbecue lover in your life, there's nothing better. Go to burnpitbbq.com. That is burnpitbbq.com. And uh, shop local, support local. Really good guys. And, uh, and, and, you know, tell them we sent you. But go to burnpitbbq.com, and they'll send you a gift box. They have a really nice nice gift box for the holiday season, uh, for Christmas. So go to go to burnpitbbq.com. Dot com. 
877-867-1670. If you want to give us a shout, do it. Do it. Uh, Let's get to some stock up and stock down. It's that time. Ben? It's time for Stock Up, Stock Down. The key feature here is speed, trying to follow what's going on in the market so that uh, we can anticipate and catch trends as they occur. From this week of football. Stock Up, I don't think there's any higher stock right now than Mr. Irrelevant, who is now relevant. 16 of 21, 185 yards, a couple of touchdowns, and a whole boatload of support and enthusiasm. Brock Purdy has come on like gangbusters. And uh, although they did lose Debo Samuel, and we'll, we'll wait and see how long he's going to be out because that could be a huge loss. Uh, he had four catches and 43 yards yesterday, and he also had uh, four carries and 21 yards. So he is in a touchdown, don't forget, that 13-yard run. He is a big part of that that 49ers offense. Losing him, we'll see how much that hurts them. It's it, Regardless of who's under center, that's a big loss. High ankle sprain. Looks like he's at least three to five weeks. We'll wait and see. Ben, who do you got stock up? Well, BCB is what they call Purdy. And I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what that stands for off air. Uh, stock up, <laughs> America, Bill. The Army-Navy game on Saturday delivered and then some. That it's always awesome. my favorite game of the year for so many reasons. It's an incredible sporting spectacle and everything that plays in, not to mention the fact that they don't complete passes and gaining a first down is like conquering, uh, like winning a championship for other teams. And then they went to overtime and the overhit mm-hmm. for the first time in 20 years. It was an awesome game. So stock up America. To watch the cadets piling onto the field, singing at the end was just a... A, a cool moment. And then the, uh, I, I can't remember the guy's name, who fumbled for Navy. Uh, he fumbled, and he was literally laying face down on the sideline and emotional, and I want to say crying, but emotional. Uh, but, you know, one of the guys came over to him. They were, like, picking him up going, no, no, <laughs> we don't do this. You know, it's one thing to be emotional, but we, we don't do this. We're Army, Navy, you know, the whole thing. Uh, we don't do it. But it was just a, what a great game. I completely agree with you. Completely agree with you. Stock down. Stock down. Daniel Jones and the New York Giants. We've been saying for a while, paper champions, and everybody in New York saying, no, this is the year believe. We got two teams. They're rolling. Let's do this. Daniel Jones. Eh. Eh. Saquon Barkley, nine carries, 28 yards, 3.1 yards per carry. Didn't do a whole lot. Stock down. Daniel Jones in the craptastic paper champion. That is the New York Giants. Bill, this one kind of has to do with the Giants. I don't know if you were watching the Sunday night football pregame show, but I, I'm getting weird vibes from Jason Garrett. And frankly, there's an audio companion to this. Uh, someone compiled his one-liners from the last three Sunday night intros. Here it is. The Bengals stuffed King Henry. Jalen Hurts for MVP. The Bills D showed up in the tundra. And he the Bengals turns st- around with a creepy smile. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm done with Jason Garrett. Yeah, that was uh, <laughs> stuck down on Jason Garrett. Oh, my goodness. Hey, by the way, if you want to do a stock down outside of the world of football, Zion Williamson, did you see the 360 at the end of the game that started the fight with the Phoenix Suns? Yeah, it was incredible. Okay, let me say this. I get it. It was emotional. He did it. 
I think everybody in the building was holding their breath because he was playing on the home hardwood. And if he would have twisted a knee and gone down and been out again for a lengthy period of time, I think everybody was like, oh, my God, don't do that. But his explanation for why he did it at the press table afterwards was one of the most dumb, self-serving things I've ever. He tried to make it out like, because remember, he said, you know, I'm, I, they, they knocked us out. Uh, you know, I felt you know, I was in that locker room. I felt that pain. I felt you didn't play. You weren't playing last year when it happened. I was in that locker room. I felt that. I, I I felt that for my guys. And and you know. And it wasn't like Phoenix did anything to them. Phoenix didn't showboat on them. Phoenix didn't point a finger at them. But for some reason, he's taken his teammates' loss last year and turned that into some kind of self motivational pain on his part. And that's the reason. Had he just said, you know what, I was feeling it. Screw him. I just wanted to do it. I'd respect that. But to make it out like I was avenging something, it's like, stop. You, you just, you sound like an idiot. Stop. Just just tell him you wanted to do it because you wanted to do it. I'd respect you a whole lot more. But Zion Williamson and his explanation, not the action, I don't have a problem with, but the explanation was craptastic. I I just saw the dunk. Frankly, I missed the whole sideshow. Oh I love my it. god! You you got to listen to the end of it. Oh, it's, this is the drama we need to get into the NBA in mid December. Yeah, no. Yeah, I know. Um, okay. I, a lot of different ways I can go with this. I uh, I could get into a, a classic frantrum and Iowa needing the points that Wisconsin scored to actually win the game, but I'm not going to do that. I'll take the high road. The Jalen Hurts MVP campaign bill had a massive, massive boost. Not only for what Hertz did, which was impressive, a near-perfect game, but Patrick Mahomes threw three interceptions. And the odds are now Jalen Hurts is minus 150 on FanDuel to win right. the MVP. Mahomes is second at plus 200. It's starting to shift significantly, which, I, I mean, we did not see this coming to start the season. Uh, our buddy Dwayne chimes in. He says, let me tell you, stock down. Soccer players crying after losing. Lying on the ground and waiting for their teammates to comfort them. Come on, get up, pull your pantyhose up, and be a little bit. Congratulate the other team. There you go. Rick Harris says, by the way, stock down. Jason Garrett equals howdy duty. Same thing. So, <laughs> uh, 877-867-1670. If you got a stock down, you can give it to us. Uh, I will do this stock up, though. One more. Stock up is um, I'll take stock up for uh, Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. The reason why is because Joe Burrow finally beat Cincinnati. Finally. Joe Burrow finally beat, or excuse me, finally beat Cleveland. It's been a while. It's been a while. Uh, but uh, they, they finally beat the, uh, they finally beat the, uh, the, the Cleveland Browns, and they've been trying to do this for quite some time. So there you go. That is, uh, that's some stock up for uh, Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals as well. There you go. Anybody won, else, Ben? I, I have one final one. Uh, stock down, I got to put myself under the bus. It's me. I have spent way too much time in the last week, week and a half, re-watching games played by Texas, North Carolina, Cincinnati, Western Kentucky, Eastern Illinois, <laughs> uh, with the hope of finding Wisconsin's next quarterback and or yeah. great players. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I need to get a life. All right. That's Have all. you found anybody, though? That's the question. Well, I found a lot of guys. It's like what Zach talked about. It's like you go into the NFL draft and you start listing the players you like. And by the end, you well, have like 50 of them. But I don't okay. know if it'll work. 
But if you had to say your top three to five, who would it be? If budgets weren't a thing, Hudson Card from Texas, young kid who came in for Quinn Ewers last year, really strong arm, right? can run, love him. If that could work, that'd be my number one. Devin Leary at NC State, but that's not going to happen. He's a four-year starter, uh, super tough. Might be an NFL guy, but definitely is a really good college quarterback. Uh, and, and then this kid, uh, Austin Reed, I, I need to find his name, from Western yeah. Kentucky. Big ceiling. Don't know because he transferred from D2 to Western Kentucky and then set records, but huge arm, airs it out, has played in a system like this before. That'd be a, a top three. There are a bunch of others that will never happen, so I'm not even going to mm-hmm. waste my time on them. There you go. Okay. Good stuff. Uh, that comes from the mind of Ben Kenny. Hey, don't forget, coming up in about 20, 25 minutes from now, we're going to have uh, Mike Clemens with us in studio as uh, Mike is going to swing by today and uh, kind of drop some uh, drop some uh, Packers stuff on us. We're going to chat a little bit about the bye week and about what now. Uh, oh, by the way, Mike fires off one more. He said the flopping in soccer, ridiculous. They should get a yellow card, much like the flopping penalties in the NHL and the NBA World Cup umpires have been great, ignoring most of it. So there you go. Uh, by the way, um, it, the, I want to know what the ratings are since the U.S. has been knocked out of the World Cup. Because everybody was really geeked about a 168% increase you know, in World Cup viewing. But when you go and read the fine print, it was when the actual game was played for the United States and the Netherlands. 168% increase, which is great. But now, tell me, since they got knocked out, what are the ratings for the World Cup? And then there's the whole conspiracy theory about the uh, the journalist who for a short period of time wore the rainbow T-shirt and suddenly then dropped dead. There's a whole conspiracy theorist or theory about that. Uh, that, it, you know, obviously it doesn't stand in, in, in the cutter area and uh, that they didn't want to banish him. So they did something more dastardly to him. Or was he just a 40 something year old guy? I think maybe 40 years old that just unfortunately had an unfortunate you know, heart malfunction or what. But that's the other piece of uh, unfortunate intrigue around the World Cup, that this guy passed away. But uh, nevertheless, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Uh, give us a shout. We would love to hear from you. This portion of the program being brought to you by our friends at Forgotten Fire Winery. Go to ForgottenFireWinery.com. That is Forgotten Fire Winery. Dot com and I, uh, I I was telling people coming to the holiday party this week the the ugly sweater party I said don't bring anything and people always feel obliged to do so and I understand it because I'm the same way they say don't bring anything but we still do so they show up and wouldn't you know it I got uh, we started out with 76 bottles of wine in the house after the wine was drank and by the way I'll, I'll tell you that I'll give you some of the the you know how you always like statistics after parties Ben. You know, big gatherings and say, you know, we always do like Oktoberfest. You know, how many people came through the gates? How many kegs people went through? How many, you know, schnitzels did they sell? That type of thing. Yeah, you know? underage drinking tickets, arrests, things yeah, of we, that well, nature. We get into that. Yeah. <laughs> so I will give you some statistics from the party when we come back. Okay? Because there were actual statistics coming out of the party. Minutes spent in your onesie? Uh, well, yeah, I can, I can tell you that I can almost give you the minute on that thing because (laughs) yeah, that was, uh, that was, uh, suddenly it looked like I sat in bubblegum, but nevertheless, it was, uh, we ended up, we had 76 bottles of wine we started out with, and I will tell you how much we ended with 
by by it coming up in the next one. But I got six bottles of people that listen to the show that are friends, fans, whatever, and some sponsors that came by and said, here, I know you love this, and brought in six bottles of Forgotten Fire Winery. They found them at different stores, local grocery stores, liquor stores, wine stores. So uh, I keep telling you, man, it's great stuff. And then they tried it here and loved it. So ForgottenFireWinery.com. That is ForgottenFireWinery.com. Party statistics coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers are depending more each week on Rudy Ford, who stepped in at safety earlier this season when Adrian Amos suffered a concussion. Against the Cowboys, Ford had two interceptions in the first half. Last week in Chicago, he recovered a fumble by Bears receiver Chase Claypool. Ford on what it'll take the Packers to win out the final four games of the season. Um, It takes all of us to win a football game. And, uh, you know, everybody contributes. Uh, offense, defense, special teams. You know, we have plays all over the field. So it was very good to see, uh, you know, different guys in different spots able to make plays. You know, man, my mindset is just to, uh, you know, go out, put a lot of my coaches, my teammates, just be willing to trust. The Packers' next opponent, the Los Angeles Rams, will likely have a new starting quarterback, Baker Mayfield, after his 17-16 win over the Raiders last Thursday night. Rams head coach Sean McVay had a chance to talk football with Mayfield back in 2018 during a three-hour flight from L.A. to Indianapolis on the way to the NFL Combine. He was training out here, Southwest flight. We got the early boarding. We sat right next to each other. It was the only direct flight from LAX to Indy. And, you know, you could just see he's a guy, he's a man's man. He loves football. He's a great competitor and you know what i think i ended up uh, seeing him right there and i said i'm gonna prevent you from having to talk somebody it was probably uh, i i ended up sitting next to him he was probably rolling his eyes i, I had about 30 minutes where i kind of let him have his quiet time and i said all right let's talk some ball man so it was fun that's rams head coach sean mcveigh in green bay i'm mike clemens on the bill michaels show Hey, our friends at the Sunset Grill, Pewaukee Lake, they now have their winter, winter menu up. Uh, Sunset Grill uh, and their lakeside patio. They have the uh, the nacho pile, the wraps. Uh, they have got paninis, salads, and then the winter favorites are back. So stop in and see the whole new menu going on right now on the Sunset Grill. Lakeside right there at Pewaukee Lake. Again, Sunset Grill. And tell them we said hi. Uh, I don't know if I can get through it all. But uh, they always do, like coming out of Summerfest or Oktoberfest or such, do the statistics. And they tell you how many kegs everybody went through and how many, you know, you know schnitzels or how many, you know, tickets were sold. People walked through the gates, whatever. Um, so looking at uh, this year, I mean, and Ben, I'll, I'll give you one statistic before we get to the top of the hour and let you know what kind of party it was. First of all, uh, we usually invite like 120, 130 people. And what happens is, is there's a lot of people that have stuff going on. So you get maybe half. Well, we got more than half. Uh, we ended up counting a total head count, not including ourselves, at 76 here at the house. 76 people. Okay. Oh, that's probably more than Russell Wilson had. Uh, so Yeah, right? For, for his birthday party. So I'll give you an example, and then I'll tell you the rest after the top of the hour. Last year, we bought a pack, went to the party source, and bought a pack of 300 shot glasses. Last year, 
Last year, we ended up with about 100 left. So 200 shots served last year at the party. This year, we went and bought the same pack. We bought 300. We still had probably 50 left over from last year. By quarter till nine, I had to send people out to buy another 300. Gives you the idea of what kind of party it was. <laughs> That's just a little bit. That's just a little glimpse as to the night we had. By quarter till nine, 350 plus had been served, and uh, then we had to go out and buy 300 more. I'll tell you what was left at the end of the night when the last person decided to say, okay, I'm going to go home. Or actually when the shuttle came and took him back to the hotel. I'll give you that. Yeah, it was it was a hoot nanny. It was a hoot nanny, to say the very least. Woof. Stay tuned, we got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show. Mike Clemens in studio coming up here shortly. We'll be back right after this. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe. 